Are you ready? Hun, she is strong. The goss. All the juice. The glam. That woman has the most severe strut I've ever seen in my life. This gal. My name is Peaches. Miss Peaches, if you're nasty. This is the Peachcast. Hi everyone, I'm Miss Peaches. I am Dundee's local drag queen. I guess you could say premier, but I'm from Curtin, so we say smart price. Nice to meet you all. I'm here to tell you a couple fun facts about me. This is my podcast. Welcome to my podcast. It's called The Peach Cast. Um, absolutely fabulosity. We've worked very hard. We got here eventually. Eoy lads. So I'm here. This is just a quick, I say quick podcast. Watch it be an hour long. On today's podcast for the first ever podcast, the first ever Peach Cast, You'll be finding out so many fabulous stuff about me, getting to know me a little bit more. And then as, you know, the podcasts go on, we're going to get into some juicy tea, honey. We're going to have guests. We're going to have Peaches Preaches. We're going to have Peaches Teaches. We're going to have Hot Topics. All the juice. So let's just start off with a little bit about me today. My name is Peaches. Miss Peaches, if you're nasty. My name out of drag is Callum. I am 20 years old. My birthday is in August. My star sign is a Leo. So like, I'm a little bit fiery. But to be honest, I don't think that's a bad thing. Am I a typical star sign? So I'm not that big on the whole star sign thing. I just think Leos are like really fiery, just go get it, people. Am I right? Yeah, I'd say I'm a typical Leo. The Peach Cast with Miss Peaches. How you doing? I'm from Dundee, but I'm one of those people, if I ask someone where they're from, so I do a show every week called Bingo Wings, okay? I come to Bingo Wings every Tuesday. When I get people on stage, I ask them where they're from. Now, if they say Dundee, great, fine, perfect, but I don't care if you're from Dundee. I want to know what scheme you're from because I feel like the scheme makes a person and you can find a lot out from a person from what scheme they're from. Schemes are like little divisions within a city that divide the city, if that makes sense. So in Dundee, you've got Curtin, you've got Whitfield, you've got Fintry, you've got Charleston, you've got Lockheed, you've got Dryborough, you've got Douglas, City Centre, all that good stuff, right? So the further you go back, the worse it tends to get. And you can tell a lot from a person and about what kind of person they are based off what scheme they're from. So I take very great pride in owning that I'm from the scheme of Kirkton. Now, it is pronounced Kirkton, but if you're from Kirkton, you don't say Kirkton, you say Kirkton. But I'm really nice. Don't get me wrong, I'm really nice. Because people seem to think if you're from a scheme that you're just here to rob you. The upbringing was very like, if you don't say boo to no one, no one will say boo to you. Do you know what I mean? Just respect. You learn respect in schemes. Everyone should live in a scheme at least once in their life. What I do, I do drag. I'm a full-time drag queen, unless you notice, unless you just thought all this beauty was just like, I was just a natural woman. You know, you would be correct, but um, it takes a lot of time, energy, skill in which I implement none of it into this face. So I'm a full-time drag queen. I've been doing drag for, I've been practising drag coming up three years in May. I've been performing for two years in December. So two and a bit years I've been performing. So I've been a drag for I've been in, I've been a drag queen. You would imagine like you would say, Oh, that's a lot of while. But in the drag community, that's really new still. Like people like people would consider you like a rookie, like you're just like learning. So I'm always learning, I'm still learning, do you know what I mean? But you know, I'm here, so like This is the Peach Cast. Absolute fabulosity. How I got into it. I got into drag, so you know Paulo Grady. Paul Grady had a um a drag persona. Well, he's still, he doesn't do her anymore, does he? I don't really think he does her. Do you remember? Lily Savage. He used to do Lily back in like 80s and 90s. He was like one of the one of like the first drag queens to have like a mainstream television talk show. You look now, yeah, you've got RuPaul's Drag Race, but like there's no like 
if you're either RuPaul or you've been on RuPaul's Drag Race, that's like the standard. If you're someone who's not went through that gate, there's no one on the TV who's doing their own talk show. So like you can imagine now if a drag queen just like me were to get a talk show, it'd be such a big deal. So I got into it from watching um, Lily Savage. So I was I was about 14, 15 when I discovered Lily Savage. And then there's an Australian one, you know, Dame Edna. I think her name's Dame Edna Everidge. Big glasses, always wearing the lilac hair. She was fabulous. So it was really campy, funny queens that got me inspired and got me interested in drag. But I think it's really weird that I'm not like one of those big over the top, like, you know what I'm trying to say. Do you know what I mean? I've not got hair up to here. I've not got woofed. Like, I'm very, nat- like, I like to look a bit more natural looking. I started practicing drag when I was 17, so a couple of years after I discovered drag because um, I then discovered Drag Race. So that's how I got into it. I started playing a bit with makeup. My boyfriend encouraged me. He was like, you'd be good at that. Why don't you try it? I tried it. It stuck. And here we are now, enough, three years later, worst decision I've ever made in my life. Don't do drag. If you think about doing drag, don't do drag. It hurts. Everything hurts. Your head hurts. Your groin hurts for reasons I won't go into. Right, moving on. Who inspires me? Wendy Williams. I love about Wendy Williams now. I can't explain to you how much I value that woman. <laughs> I would die for that woman. She is so precious. She's like everything pure in this world. Wendy Williams, she's an American talk show host. She started back, like, you're talking like 25 years ago on the radio. The end all story was she was really, really successful on the radio. And then cut to, like, years later, she got her own talk show. And she's just become, like, this absolute queen of all media. Wendy Williams is nothing short of iconic love, so that's why she's an inspiration. Performance-wise, Beyonce is a very big inspiration. You're probably thinking, typical typical Beyonce but no Beyonce is a very big inspiration of mine just because she like she gets it she just goes for it she sees something she wants tunnel vision she's gonna get it do you know what I mean like she's gonna do whatever she can she's gonna work how as hard as she can to get it and let's not you know forget to mention how amazing she is as a, of a performer she's so dynamic so versatile she's so powerful as well like that woman could stand on stand on stage she'll fart in that mic do you know what i mean she just needs to walk into the corner studio fart in three different keys babe it's a hit i'm buying it you're playing it on the radio you know you are like let's not lie and she's not and she's not problematic when do you ever hear beyonce having a scandal only her husband right and even at that she was the one that aired that dirty laundry do you know what i mean I mean, there was one scandal where, like, our sister beat Jay-Z up in the elevator. But we know why. And it wasn't Beyonce. So, like, hun, name me one person who could drop an album and I have two children in the same year. Two kids, you're twins. The Peachcast with Miss Peaches. How you doing? Another person inspires me. I feel like every drag queen, whether they want to admit it or not, one of their inspirations is absolutely their mum. Do you know what I mean? I'm going to be honest. My mum is like the apple of my eye. Both of them on both my faces. The apples on all four of my eyes, okay? So, I remember when I was younger, right? My mum is like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. When she's in the house, she's like, just this person. But like, so when I was younger, sometimes I would get up in the morning and watch her get ready. So, you would, I would see her, she'd get up, she'd put all her makeup on. To this day... I have never seen my mum leave the house without a pair of heels on. She does not she does not do flats. She is such a fabulous woman, okay? So she leaves that she so she's got up, do a full face of makeup every morning, do her hair, she'd pick her outfit out the night before. Like she took she always takes such pride in her appearance. maybe not all the time when she's in the house, but she makes sure when she leaves the house, she is strutting. She's just one of those women and it's so annoying for me that like my mum's never came to a show or anything because I just know my mum's like one of those iconic people that people would absolutely love. She's the, the epitome of like a working woman who could like, she's got a good job. She is like a good earner. She always leaves the house 
put together, right? Always got her heels on. Nothing gives me more joy than hearing my mum click clack. You know when she walks and you just hear the heels clicking clacking? If you're listening to this and you work with my mum, please, if you ever see her walking, watch her walk because that woman <laughs> has the most severe strut I've ever seen in my life. You know, you know when I'm in drag and I've got my heels on, gal, I, we walk. Do you know what I mean? We, we walk. Now walk. Do you know what I'm saying? She walks and struts the absolute house down. She has always got her makeup, but she just always looks so put together. So I absolutely take so much inspiration from my mum. I think without even knowing it, and it wasn't until within the, like, really recently, I actually kind of realised how much my mum does, how much, like, I do take from her that I didn't even realise. This is the Peach Cast. Absolute fabulosity. Next up. What was my upbringing like? Right, okay, y'all, we're going to get deep for a moment, okay? So, upbringing. When should we start from? Oh, God, if I start from the beginning... This will be a two hour long episode. Do you know what I mean? So my upbringing was, should we go, should we go a bit deep? Should we go a bit deep? So my upbringing felt really lonely purely because I chose to isolate myself as a child. So I grew up in the generation of technology where, you know, I think I was like five or six when the Nintendo DS came out. Do you know what I mean? So like really being brought up, I always had like technology. When I was younger, I knew I was different. Like full tea. I had my first crush on one of my teachers, he was a boy, when I was like seven. So like instinct, like instantly, like when I was really young, I already knew I like, gal, you're different. Do you know what I mean? Like something's not adding up here. So I think, especially growing up in a place like Curtin, I remember, I distinctively have one memory of going to, so my mum used to work at the, the Curtin Asda. She used to work in the bakery. So if you know Tracy, who used to work in the Curtin Asda bakery, then hiya, I'm her son. But I remember one time, so she used to go around quite often, obviously, because she worked there. I remember one time I went around with her because I was really young and she always had to take me with her. I remember being in there and she was talking to one of her colleagues and he was the security man. And I remember just minding my own business, doing whatever. And I remember him like full on turning to me and being like, oh, you're a bit camp, are you? And I didn't, and I didn't think anything of it because I didn't know what the word meant because I was so young. And it wasn't until me and my mum had left the shop and we were walking home. I don't know if she felt embarrassed or if she felt um, defensive for me or something. Like, you could, there could be any reason, do you know what I mean? Um, and I remember just her specifically saying to me, why do you have to be so camp? And I was kind of like, okay, so obviously that's a bad thing, but I don't have a clue what it means. Like, I had no idea what it meant until, like, obviously, years later. But then I was kind of like, camp, trying to figure out what it meant. And I kind of, and I, like, I slowly but surely kind of figured it out over time as time went on. So always that was always ingrained in my mind of, like, it, being, it can't be in such a negative thing. Do you know what I mean? Maybe, obviously, it wasn't my own intention to make that such a negative thing. But obviously, you know, as I got older, I kind of had more understanding for people's situations and why they felt a certain way about certain things. So, like, I can kind of understand being a parent, you obviously want the best for your child. And she was probably saying that to protect me, probably. Do you know what I mean? Because she knew I was going to have to go through school and I was camp as hell. And she was probably being like, oh my God, he's going to have it so bad. So I can kind of, I, I can try to put myself in her situation so I can kind of understand why she said that. It was probably the best thing to say, no. But like, you know, we're here and I have a wig on. So like, you know, no damage done. The Peach Cast with Miss Peaches. How you doing? Um, I'm going to do some quick fire questions for you that have been provided to me. So, you know, without, I'm just going to get right into it. So here we go, God damn it, right? I can't believe you gave me this question. Does pineapple belong on pizza? Absolutely, positively, no. You, how dare you make a short face? Pineapple does not belong on pizza. That is for the weird people in this world. If you like pineapple on pizza, you are freaky. How you doing? How you doing? You're freaky if you like pineapple on pizza. Absolutely not. But I do have to say, off subject, I do like weird combinations. Tomato ketchup goes on everything. I 
grew up off macaroni. Macaroni was my... See, when, when I was younger, because I was such a picky eater, uh, whenever we went to a restaurant, didn't matter what the restaurant was, I'd get macaroni every time, every single time. Really, you didn't even need to give me a menu. I'd be like, if it's macaroni on it, I'll have it. Next question. Samsung or Apple? Apple. Samsung is for the devil. Um, You have a way higher IQ than me if you're going to use a Samsung phone because it's far too many folders, far too many buttons to click. Apple is very simple. It's kind of like um, a Fisher-Price Little Tykes toy. Very simple. That's what I'm all about, love. Silliest way you've injured yourself. <clears throat> so, um, there was a show that I was doing in December of 2018 and I like to do stunts when I'm performing and I decided I was going to attempt this stunt where I climbed on top of this speaker speaker was about two meters high okay and I was like I'm going to jump into a split off the speaker very doable for me I could do that so I try I go to do it and the speaker wobbled as I jumped off and it threw my balance off um so I was like I have two options right now I can still attempt to split and probably just put my knee through the stage and shatter my knee or I can just land it just land on my feet do you know what I mean what are you going to pick the way the speaker wobbled I had too much forward momentum so I rolled over and snapped my ankle live on stage in front of an audience of a couple hundred people. Felt the snap. And you know when people break a bone and it just, and it goes. So I thought that was my reality. So I was like, this, the music's still playing. The crowd is still watching. So I was like, I can't just lie here. That, that was instinct moment. So I was like, get back up. Got back up. Had no idea if my ankle was... I had yet to put weight back on the ankle. So you're going to know when you try and put weight back on the ankle, is it going to, and you're going to flump again or is it going to hold up? So I was like, let's just stand back up, stood back up, put weight back on the ankle. It didn't flop, it was fine. Carried on, danced the rest of the number, still still went for it for the rest of the entire number. After the number, the audience was like, woo, woo, woo. and I tried my best to stay on the stage for as long as possible to not raise any worry that I taught myself. Because I know if I stay on stage longer, I'll be like, eh, thank you, thank you. Like, everyone's going to be like, oh, she's fine. Leave the stage. I'm walking down the stairs to go into the bottom office. And as I'm walking down the stairs, the pain's getting worse with every step. It's getting worse and worse and worse and worse. Get down the stairs, sit in, sat in a chair like this. Within five minutes, I could feel my ankle swelling. Bear in mind, at the time, I had like seven pair of tights on. Thick, I call them lesbian boots because they're just the ugliest, like, hiker boots ever. But they were my performer bits and I love them and I've not worn them this year yet. <sighs> so sad. Um, and I was like, I think the only thing that saved my ankle not completely flopping is the fact that I'm wearing seven pair of tights and them boots. So I'm feeling the compression, feeling the compression. And I took my weight off it for about 10 minutes. And I was like, that was my second number. I didn't have to do it anymore that night. So I was like, okay, what am I going to do? Everyone is around me being like, I was like, maybe it's, maybe I've just sprained it. Maybe I've just sprained it. Let's get up. Let's go. Stood up. Went to take one step. Agony. It wasn't happening. Was not happening. I took, I don't, I took my weight off it for too long for me to put weight back on it again. I was like, you're here to tell me I need to go to Nine Wheels Hospital in Fildrag with a full rhinestone cat suit on. Well, I did. <laughs> I went to Nine Wheels Hospital, got wheelchaired in. The front desk lady's face lit up. She was like, hello, why are you here? And I was like, the same reason everyone else is here. I have an injury. I was like, hun. Whatever, we're sitting there. Everyone in the waiting room is looking at me like, 
really I'm sitting there full beat like I look beautiful I was like so obnoxious right took it and got an x-ray they're like basically long story short they're like no you've not broke your ankle you've just badly sprained it anyway I had a moon boot on they had to cut my tights because to x-ray it they had to take the clothes off but if I took the clothes off I had to take off the cat suit so that means I would have had nothing on my upper half and I would have had to take the tights off and my padding so that means I would have been standing there in my boxers I, 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 I would have had no clothes on so I said you're just going to have to cut the tights at the toes and r- try and pull them up, up my leg. So we did that. Whatever I did it, I was obviously the most fabulous person that's ever been in, you know, A&E in Nine Mills Hospital in the life. Um, as I'm about to leave, <clears throat> approximately three or four nurses walk over to me and ask me for a picture. My granddaughter loves drag queens. Can I get a picture? And I'm sitting there like in agony being like, yeah, Wendy, best time for you to get a picture with me. Yeah, best picture. Come get a picture with me in hospital lighting under fluorescent lighting after I've just been through a traumatic experience where half my makeup is now off, I've sweated off, and my outfit is now cut and I have a moon boot on and I'm in a wheelchair. Yes, you can get a selfie with me. I took a selfie with all four of them. My boyfriend wheeled my ass out of that hospital. I got in that car, went back to the venue, got my money, got paid. I made sure I got my money that night. I said, I'm not doing this for free. I got my money. Two weeks later, I got a letter from Nimmo's Hospital. They read the x-ray wrong. I didn't break my ankle. I actually broke a bone in my foot. The weirdest bones in your foot, it goes right down your pinky your pinky toe. To this day, we're, you're t- we're over a year on, I've never watched the video because the things I've heard of this video, it looks like an optical illusion, the way my ankle bends. So I know a drag queen in Glasgow, her name's Kiko. She literally done a backbend into a death drop and shattered her ankle into a million pieces and had to get all these plates and stuff and had to get an operation just from standing. I jump off a two metre high speaker, crunch my ankle and you're trying to tell me I break one bone. <laughs> Do you know what I mean for? Like, should have been the opposite way around. Don't jump off speakers if they're high. This is the Peachcast. Absolute fabulosity. Um, next question. Um, scary movies, yes or no? I'm such on the fence, so I've got opinions about scary films. I feel like scary films today are not scary films. Do you know what I mean? True horror films will make you scared without having to make you jump. Horror films today rely on jump scares and making you jump to scare you. I hate, I hate jump scares because every time I go see one in the cinema, my boyfriend's always like, during the quiet bit, he's always like, I'm like, stop it. It stresses me out so bad because I'm already on my edge of my seat. I don't like scary films enough as it is. You should have seen the state of me when I went to see it. Cinema was packed, not one empty seat. Fair enough, we're sat on the end row. Had my popcorn. There was one point where I got scared and the popcorn went all over us. I was like, I'm not doing this. I was like slouched in my chair, like, eh, like hands in here, like s- squeezing life out of it. So I don't like scary films, so that's a no for me for scary films. Can't do them. Is a Jaffa cake a cake or a biscuit? Um, It's called a cake. So I'll assume I'll just call, I'll call a cake a cake. I'll say it's a cake. Biscuits to me are crunchy. Jaffa cakes aren't crunchy. They're soft, beautiful and delicious. Java cake, it's a cake. Last question. How do you eat a cream egg? I wish I had one here just now to demonstrate because um, I don't eat cream eggs. So <laughs> I really don't know how you eat a cream egg because I think they are the devil. Now, hun, I could get on board with putting things in your mouth, but a cream egg is not one of them. That needs to stay 
absolutely in the bin. The Peachcast. In the future, Peachcast, you can expect lots of fun, fun stuff. We're going to do Peaches Preaches. We're going to do Peaches Teaches. We're going to do hot topics of all the celeb juice and gossip. We may even have some guest stars along here with me. And who knows, we even do like some fun challenges um, that you guys give to us. But if you guys want to send us questions, suggestions or even challenge ideas, you can email them to us at social at tfm.co.uk. AI, Cesley are peachy out. Bye.